major statements that have been made on this program. Okay. That's 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 the worst thing in the world to be, dude, is a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of things I can look past in life, but hypocrisy not being one of them. Or... I did not know I was one until yesterday. Okay. I No, I, I, right. was, I, I have been discovered as one. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're a pretty consistent person. I mean, sometimes I'll disagree with you, and I'll be like, what is he thinking? But at least you, you're you consistent about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I stay like, in my lane yeah, normally, right? Yeah, so I, you, what, what happened here? So Tell me. yesterday I was walking into the Giant Eagle up there on Tusk, right? All right. And uh, like most people, I was like, well, to even walk through this door is kind of boring. I might as well check my phone, get okay. stimulated real okay, fast, right? Because right? God knows you can't walk through a, through <laughs> I was a like, foyer. What, right? a parking lot? How dare you bore me with the parking lot? Right, right. <laughs> And God knows a parking lot's a great place to be distracted as you're walking through it. Okay. So I pull up the phone, and sure enough, I see TMZ. Oh, my God. Tom Petty in full cardiac arrest. Okay. Right? And so I don't think anything of it because I'm like, ah, it's Tom Petty. He'll be fine. Right? <laughs> like, some reason, dude, he's a national treasure. He'll be fine. Yes, Tom Petty, a national treasure. Also 66. But I was going to say, an old man. I mean, and once you throw a heart attack and an old man into the same equation there, very rarely am I like, ah, oh, yeah, everything's going to be fine here. So then by the time I get like all like my stuff together, and I'm like in the checkout. I'm in the checkout line. Right. And it's like my turn, right? Like that right. little plastic barrier thing like smacks the front, and then now my items are starting to go, and the, and the woman... Who's like ringing me out? Says to me, she's like, because I'm like back on my phone, right? Because God knows how could I stand in a line for six minutes and not be on my phone? <laughs> ring up my right. ring up my turkey. I'm not gonna watch it. Twitter <laughs> sucks. Facebook sucks. The internet sucks. I hate all this. Oh my God, I have to have it. And then okay. I get the news that they pulled life support. So I pretty much know Tom Petty's dead, right? right. He's not officially dead at this point, but he's dead, right? They, they never refer to like taking someone off life support as a positive thing. It's no. not like, oh, hey, we're pulling it and everything's going to be fine. He's going to start breathing any minute now. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's always a bad thing. No, there. Sparky, the dog's on the farm, okay. right? <laughs> That's right. right. And so like, I'm sitting there and I'm like reading this and the woman checking me out at Giant Eagle says to me, not like, hey, start paying attention. I'm ready for your debit card. It's she says to me, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "It just." She's like, "You look really sad." And I realized, like at that moment, like I what I was like fighting back, like emotion on my face over the fact that Tom Petty had died. And this is the show. I say it all the time. I won't. Be overly sentimental when a celebrity dies. I won't do it. I hate people who get super fake about that. But I'm a total hypocrite. Like, I honestly, I had to physically, I had to, like, refrain. I had to stop myself from tears rolling down my cheek yesterday over the loss of Tom Petty. I can't believe that. So now, dude, whenever somebody dies, you do whatever you want. Now. <laughs> do whatever you want. Um, worth noting as a part of this story that Stansberry, a music enthusiast, has been his entire life. My own entire um, life. A very broad spectrum of music. I know that you get down with everything from, like, Motown into metal into hip hop into country music. I mean, I love it all. Diverse when it I comes feel like it makes me lucky to like more things. You know, diverse when it comes to your musical tastes. Um, have been to more concerts than a vast majority of people could even dream about. I mean, when you consider what you've worked and what you've gone to, yeah, you've seen more live performances than uh, most people on the face of the planet. Um, but with all that being said. 
I actually got a great story on how I missed his last show. But Of all those musical things that you love and that have been a part of your life, Tom Petty has been a consistent part of that so your I, entire I, life. You love the guy. So I started thinking about this last night. Because Kiss has always been my like my first love, like my, right. my, my favorite band growing up as a kid. And I've always said Tom Petty is like a top three artist for me. But I got to be honest with you, as, a, as an adult, like... Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers might be my favorite band. Bro, the musical catalog compared between the Heartbreakers and Kiss is way not even right. Close, exactly. Not even in no, the no, no, no. And like I like I started thinking about it this morning on my way into work. Like Tom Petty's greatest hits, and I've always said this, it's like meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It's comfort food. There's never it might not be what you wanted to order. But if your mom puts it in front of you, it's like, damn, this this. is always good. I like this. And I've always given more credit to the Heartbreakers, to Mike Campbell, than Tom Petty. Like, when you hear a Tom Petty song start, that's Mike Campbell. He's the most underrated guitar player in the history of the format. I mean, uh, this is a great example. You don't know his name. That's how I I think that's underrated is exactly what that means. This opening riff right here. That's Mike Campbell. I mean, dude, that is just like, as soon as you hear that on a radio station, it's like, all right, drive a little faster, turn it up a little bit there. Windows down. Windows down, baby. And I just... There is no. Ne- I have posted this so many different times on Facebook. I'm sure it'll come up in my memory sooner or later. That there is no moment in your life where Tom Petty's greatest hits won't get it done. I don't care what's just happened. Just get fired. Tom Petty's greatest hits will work. Just get a raise. It'll work. Somebody die. It'll work. Celebrating somebody being born. Tom Petty's greatest hits will work. Drinking on the boat. Poker in the basement. Pool in a dive bar, whatever you're doing, Tom Petty's greatest hits will get it done. Um, I lo- dude, it's just comfort food, man. It's just the audio version of comfort food. I, I, I can agree to that, and I'm sure for you, as somebody who's you know been an enthusiast their entire life, it just feels like a security blanket. It feels like you know that's that's just where music is supposed to be. And it, dude, it really can't be overstated. I mean, how great of a songwriter the guy was and how, like, timeless this music is. Like, I, I genuinely believe that, you know, it, this will be one of those artists that you look back on 50 years from now and people are like, dude, Tom Petty influenced music in a huge oh, way. Well, dude, all that bro country stuff is all Tom Petty and Journey in, like, a little bit. But it's all a little bit of Tom Petty. They all, like, a lot of those guys mention him. Like, yeah, I mean, Eddie Vedder, I watched, actually, the Running Down the Dream, like, um, documentary again last night. I've seen it, like, 12 times. It's, like, four hours long I didn't make it through all of it but you know Eddie Vedder was talking about it where it was like not until he sang on the stage with Tom Petty did he get over like when he was a kid and he would invite girls over trying to like hook up and he would play Tom Petty where they would start ignoring him and pay too much attention and you could in Eddie Vedder's face he says man I was singing on stage with him and I didn't realize it wasn't until then did I let that anger of that that go and it's like so yeah I mean he influenced bands like Pearl Jam and like all that stuff so with with all these things being said about Tom Petty well first of all before I get to that I'm a total hypocrite but before but I'm going to cut you a break on that but before I get to that do you prefer Tom Petty Petty solo or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? I prefer Tom Petty. Okay. I mean, no, like, okay. just give me an all of it was what I mean. Like, I Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, like, Damn the Torpedoes, which is the third record, which is where most rock stars really make their bones if they're going to be great. It's the third record. Jimmy Iovine and Tom Petty came together in a way that brought us Shadow of a Doubt and even the Losers. And, like, oh, my God, I just, I do that record got me through so many different things in my life. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, Refugee. I mean, dude, listen to that. I mean, that sounds fresh. It sounds new. And that's, what, 1979? 
Um, so here's the thing, though, and I know you feel like a hypocrite. Oh, here here's, I know you do. I know you feel like a hypocrite because many a times on this show, you and I have opened up the program talking about some celebrity death. Like Prince. I was a big Prince fan, but I felt like people were like, all right, come on. Right. Like on. Prince, where the next day everybody's like, oh, my God, the most celebrated artist of all David time. David Bowie was another one we did. David Bowie, yes. And both those artists, at the very least, you can say are upper echelon artists. Yeah. But at the same time, oh, yeah. but at the same time, the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond dies and everybody loses their mind. Um, the, the bass player from Yes died and everybody lost their mind and people have have, have taken this celebrity like mourning into a different direction than what it really is supposed to be and I think it was maybe it was the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond that it we was were she died about. while we were on the air and, and I, I can remember saying and this is a concept my girlfriend came up with is that you get three celebrities that you genuinely get to be sad about oh. when they pass and I would assume that Tom Petty was on your list of three there right well I mean I mean, who do I bump Jaden James or Rachel Starr I, I mean I don't <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know what to do there, but yeah, no, Tom. Yeah, Tom Petty would be a huge one on that list. As a matter of fact, at eight forty-five, I'll play my favorite Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker song ever. And we did it for Chester Bennington. Yeah, and I feel like Tom Petty made at least the historical musical like landmark that Chester Bennington did. So you were going to get a full Tom Petty slash Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers audio tribute song wise. During the entire program, up until New Tour Tuesday. But it'll be all Tom Petty. So if you hate Tom Petty, I'm sorry. I love him. And I'm going to be a total hypocrite. I'm going to cry. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sad over celebrity death. Why none of you are allowed. I'm allowed. And we'll get back into more Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And actually, local UFC fighter Cody Nolove had a little bit of a link to this Vegas mass shooting. And he's, uh, he's calling for our help. We'll let you take a listen to what Cody has to say. Next on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Coming up at 7.30, we'll send you out to the Canton Civic Center this Saturday, actually, so you can see all the WWE action. Fantone's pumped. Oh, yeah. It's good. Dude, it's going to be lit, dude. I'm, your boy is excited. Randy Orton's going to be in the building taking on Rusev. Uh, WWE champion Jinder Mahal taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. The U.S. title's going to be up for grabs. It's an exciting night here in Canton, Ohio. All right, Canton, let me tell you what happens right there. I do that so I can finish reading something, and I don't have to listen to what Fanto just said. Just shoveling Raisin Bran down his pie hole. Like, literally, he could like have told me like Captain Crunch was going to be there. Okay, like, all, yeah, all the sure. cereal bandits, huh? and I would have been like, yeah, all right, yeah. All right. So, like, Kyle Chagula off the top rope. Got it. Well, that'll be cool. 7.30, we'll get choked up with those. And, uh, dude, when are you sitting down? When's, when's happening with, uh, with, with Becky? Becky Lynch. I will be uh, talking to her, I believe, later today. So I don't know if we're going to run it Wednesday or Friday or when that's going to happen. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. And awesome. uh, the Irish last kicker is what they call her. Wow. Because wow. lasses are women. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's an Irish lass, too. Wow. So that's, uh, that's what it is so there. She, so she kicks last there. What she does. I feel like I feel like I'm picking up on the double entendre. I feel like I'm getting it. Uh, there's no great way to segue into uh, Las Vegas and the tragedy that happened. I'm here. The last numbers I've heard, uh, which was this morning via CNN in my office in the TV, was Fake news! <laughs> was, uh, was 59 passed, over 500 um, now that have been treated wounded. It's crazy, dude. In the last 24 hours, from when I first heard about this story to now, it went from 2 to 59. We said all day yesterday that we knew the number was going to go up because people were going to be in the hospital and surgeries were going to be taking place all day. 
And so I knew numbers were going to rise. And I, I know that, you know, injured or went to the hospital isn't necessarily the same thing as shot, but 500 people at the hospital, like, that's crazy numbers to me. That really is. Yeah. I mean, just, I just, you just try to put yourself in that situation. And I guess points of the day yesterday, I'm like, well, you know, what, 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 what would you do? What would you, you know, but like, you have no idea, just the chaos, the mass, thousands of people running, screaming. You got to factor in too. If there was, I mean, I think there's probably 20,000 plus people there. At least half of them are drunk, right? Like drunk. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them. Sure. So, and imagine that, imagine being like Buzz, like not even buzz, like drunk. We're talking like hit, like at a Jason Aldean concert. You're on your eighth beer of the night, dude. You're feeling good. It's Vegas. You don't have to go back to work until Wednesday. So you, dude, you're cracking those tall boys open. And then all of a sudden, dude, you've got gunfire flying down on you. People running from every angle, and you're standing there drunk. Making you're right. There's a that's a very inopportune time to be like hammered, making terrible decisions. You're probably just standing there like, where where Jason Aldean go, man? Oh, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, there was, I, I mean, there was some of that. Sure. Now, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think a, a drastic situation like that probably sobers you up a little bit if you're buzzed. But dude, if you're drunk, there's no like, you know, you can't just you can't scare Miller Lite off of you. No, 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 no. It's yeah. No, there is. It, time's the only thing that'll do it. Coffee right. doesn't do nope. it. Eating nope. at Denny's doesn't do nope. it. It's like time's the only thing that, that that'll do it. You're absolutely right. I never even thought of that. But yeah, that that would make it a lot harder. So a local guy by the name of Cody No Love Carbrant, who's uh, Garbrandt, who's in the UFC and damn good, um, has now I guess he's moved his camp to Vegas. Like he right. like officially lives out there now, right? It's pretty common practice there. Yeah. I would assume for <laughs> yeah. UFC. Guys. Most of the UFC guys live close there. There, Phoenix, there's you know places like that. You're saying that they're not going to stay down there in, uh, in Dover, New Philly, T County area. <laughs> they're going to decide to move out of Yorksville there. No, I'm willing to bet that's why he decided <laughs> to get punched in the face for a living is because you know what, dude, get me out of Yorksville. Uh, yeah, I'm down here. I, I mean. I, Absolutely, right? I mean, that's that was definitely part of it, I would imagine. And so he has a little personal connection to this, and he's asking for our help. Let's take a listen. I get a call around you know, 11 or, or so, and my wife is hysterical. Um, couldn't find her sisters. They live in Las Vegas, her and her twin and her other sister. Um, and a lot of her friends went to that music festival. They kind of do it annually. And a few of their friends were Mark Safe in, in the group chat. And you know, my Dan, Danny was very upset, you know, trying to find her friends. And found out one of her really good friends was uh, was hit, was shot in the hand, and also the, the buttocks, act, the ass, and it was, like, rushed to the hospital. So, you know, she has a huge bullet wound. Uh, I think she went to a surgeon today. Um, you know, the, lady, the girl was so positive, you know, she put up on Instagram in, in the back of an uh, ambulance that, you know, thanks for thinking of me. I'm okay. I'm grazed by the bullet. It really wasn't grazed by the bullet. I mean, it's a huge, huge wound, uh, you know, so... Just up all night, you know, just thinking about them. And, and my, my, my wife lives outside of, um, right, up, right on the strip. So, you know, it was kind of, for me, it was, you know, nerve-wracking. I kept my phone on, stayed, you know, made sure that she was okay. And, you know, just praying for the families and, and the victims and everyone that was involved in this, you know, horrific accident. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's crazy. It's hopefully we're going to go to the, you know, a lot, a lot of Las Vegas, you know, fight fans are going there this weekend. So hopefully we can just, you know, be heard as UFC MMA fans and, and be able to you know go to the blood drive and, and donate some of our blood and, 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 and have a positive influence on such a horrific incident. I would love for you know UFC fans to be heard. You know um, if they're going, I would like to you know have them tag me and something. Maybe I'll send them some, some gear or, or whatever. Just you know some no love shirts to go out there and just you know let's be heard and let's you know give back in such a crucial and horrific time for you know a lot of these families and people that are wounded and injured and, and you know, the fatalities. Let the bodies hit the floor.
There's Cody, no love there, saying, yeah, saying there, yeah. Yeah, pretty much sending out some swag if you tag him in the stuff for donating blood, which is one of the best things, one of the best. They, everybody wants to know, what do we do in the wake of these things? And how do I argue my politics? And how do I do this? And how do I say this? You know what the best thing you can do is give blood. That's the best thing. you. That's what you can do to actually keep people alive. Well, and I guess the thing with that is, is a lot of us right now feel like, all right, well, how do I help right now? If you're going to do that, you have to do that consistently. It's not Twitter. I'll tell you that. Well, you, I mean, if you're going to donate blood, you have to do it consistently, and you have to do it in times when they don't need you. If you just wait until, like, hey, oh, my God, there was a huge Yeah, shooting. you're not helping this tragedy. You're right. going to help the next one if you get blood today. Right. So it's one of those things that, like, they need that, you know, they need that blood immediately. They need that blood in stock. They need that blood there for you. So, like, I do that a lot, actually. It, it's one of those things that you, you kind of have to make a habit of it if, if you're going to try to make a difference that way. And I'm terrified of needles. Like, I would ne- like, it's one of the reasons why I never got a tattoo because I was like, nah, I don't want to sit for four hours and have that thing like stuck in me. No, hell no. It was part of the thing. But, like, giving blood doesn't hurt at all. No, I mean, it's a pinch just like any other needle shot. And if you turn your fine. head and don't see it, but half the time it's over before you realize it happened. I don't have a problem with needles at all. Like, oh, I, really I do. don't like watching them go in. Like, I'll watch it happen. Like, no, I don't she'll like be that. like, do you might want to turn your head? And I'm like, no, it's fine. I, I kind of want to see it. Um, yeah, but dude, I mean, honestly, hats off to people who do donate blood. That's something that, like, you know, there's no real reward there there's no like oh hey you know you guys deserve a special but that is it saves lives all the time and it's probably an underrated part of our society it's the best thing you can do retweeting a fake article isn't going to do anything giving blood or giving money are the only two things that help anything ever like that's it like money or real action like giving blood are the only two things actually we should probably think about you know maybe i should talk to my boss before i I was gonna say like announcing things like that hey we're gonna do something no you're not but that but i mean it would be a good idea that would absolutely be a good idea i'm one of these people i love judging people like we talk about it on the show all the time i totally judge people all the time but there's a story where this woman's being judged over a photo that took place in an airport and honestly, I think I'm going to get the back of this mom because I think she's being unfairly attacked. So we'll do that and we will continue the Tom Petty audio tribute next on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show. When you're way into the WWE event, 730 will pass out that family four pack of tickets. Yeah, it's not a pair. four pack. Family four, which honestly is pretty great because a lot of times when we give stuff like that away, parents call and they're like, well, which one of my kids am I going to take? And I'm like, well, yeah, that sucks to be you. So if you got two kids, you'll be able to take well the wife and both kids there. So that'll be cool. Or maybe you don't have wife and kids because you're a WWE fan. You've just been lonely masturbating to pictures of Sonny in your mom's Said basement. Said by a WWE fan, by the way. <laughs> For the past 30 years. Maybe, I don't know, go on the message boards and find some WWE fans you can, uh, you can go with. All right. True or false? If I was to start pulling up Tinder right now and going like and looking through, would I be able to spot a WWE fan um, via Tinder? I, like, I feel like I can spot a Juggalo on Tinder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a, there's an so probably same to be person, made. right? Um, not too much of a stretch to assume there, but I mean, I could say the same thing about video game fans. And you know what? Actually, the Venn diagram of all three of those groups has a lot of overlap in it. So Listen, I don't I don't know why either one of us are trying to be. Cool I like right the video now. game people, and even the Juggalos are. All right. I can't give you in. I can't give in on the wrestling thing, dude. I wanted <laughs> to. I it. wanted Just to. Can't. I wanted to. I feel like at one point I had you kind of convinced. I had kind of some good points going, and then you, know, you just nope, nope, nope. I'll tell you what happened. You almost got me sucked into it, and then I went to the wrestling event, and I went with Meg White. Oh yeah, who used to work here in this building. Oh, yeah, and she's like upper crust, like full on. You know, I don't care. Do you could pour Pepsi in a Dixie cup, and she's got pinky out sipping it. Like that's just who she is. Just who she is. 
And her and I went together, and like we started, I like we bonded in our jokes over it. And I was like, uh, well, I can't go from the crown to Cena. Well, <laughs> like I can't one, do it. Number one, nobody wears the crown better than John Cena, my friend. Um, and number two, 16-time heavyweight champion of the world right there. Uh, and number two. Dude, Somebody I st- wrote that. Dude, let's give props to the guy who wrote the storyline. I still work here <laughs> like she does, and I do. Why don't you get your boys back? On other Every things, day, on other things, dude. I got to get your back a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm choosing. This is where this is where I give up. Drawing the line there. Okay. So I, um, I hinted at this, and somebody said, "Dude, you, you like hinted at the fact that you had a great story about how you missed Tom Petty's last show. You're yeah. like one of his biggest fans. So you didn't tell us the story." Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I realized I didn't tell you that story." So okay. he was coming to town. He was playing the cue. And not I was that long ago, right? Not that long ago. A couple of months ago, four, four or five months ago, maybe tops. Okay. And I said. All right, well, I'll just wait till it gets a little closer and, you know, I'll figure it out. And then it's one of those things you just forget and forget and forget and time passes. And the show approaches. And I post on Facebook and I said, if you take me to Tom Petty, I'll sleep with you. Okay. Right? And our promotions department then called me and said, dude, are you a Tom Petty fan? And I said, yeah, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. Like, thanks for listening to the show enough to find that out. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's pretty well established, but... Thanks for turning it on. We appreciate it. And she said, well, we have extras, and but they're locked in my desk drawer. I'm at a wedding, but I'll try to get back in time for you to go get them. Okay. And so sure enough, that ended up not happening. So there was two tickets oh. to Tom Petty that I could have taken to go to the show but they were like locked in a desk. And so I said after that I said, "Look, I'm I am a little mad. Like I'm a little like mad about the fact that I didn't go to go to this. Maybe the system needs to be from now on if everything doesn't get picked up, maybe we send an email out to the staff. And like every other place I've worked that's the way it is. Hey, not everything got collected. It's we're closing the office for the week. These things are going to go to waste if you want them. This is where you come get them." That's a nice idea, and I understand that, like, but sure, that's how it should go. I'm not digging up, like, you know, old memories and going to get mad about it now. But I, but I, at the moment, I was, because I, I was like, ah, and then I, I, I thought to myself, well, I'll see him next year. I'll see right. him next year. And I remember my dad saying to me, as a kid, he wanted to see Janis Joplin, like, so bad. And he was like, ah, I'll go next year. And then she died. And he told me, he's like, if you have the chance to see somebody see. Now, I saw Tom Petty six times, I think it was. I mean, so many times. I've seen every artist I, I want to see multiple, multiple times. I've been very, very, very lucky in that regard in my life. But you always want one more, right? It's like a hit off a joint. Give me one more of those. Give me seven more of those. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, dude, I, 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 I think you should have been at that show, but dude, such as yeah, it happens. Man, you you know, know what I mean? It happens. I'm not angry. It's just, it's just one of those things. So there's this video, or no, I'm sorry, it's a still photo, and it's like gone viral, right? And it's actually now, I think, like a year or two old now. And what it is, is like you see a woman waiting in an airport, All right. and you've been in that row of seats right there, right? And you've, we've all been there, and you've waited for the flight. And she's on her phone, and in front of her is a blanket laid out, and her two-month-old child is laying on the blanket in front of her. Somebody did what we all do. I love doing this. Oh, my God, look at what's happening right in front of me. Let me take a photo, and then I'll post it on Twitter and be like, isn't this person an idiot? Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's what happened. And this then went viral. And the woman, the woman who posted it quoted 
um, you know, the I fear the day technology takes on our humanity from Albert Einstein. Like, like so, like, with the sanctimony of it, right? Okay, all like, right. I'm, like, you're that much better than her, right? Right, right, right. Like, you don't have your phone in your hands at that exact moment taking the picture. So but, now okay. I'm going to explain to you how, how these things work. Right, so I see the photo, and I like you immediately. Like you can't just leave your kid on the floor while you play like Candy Crush. What's the matter with you, right? But then I opened the full article and read it all the way through. Ah, see now that's where that's where you took the wrong turn, Sansbury. <laughs> You're supposed to just read the headline, look at the picture, and then get pissed about it. Not that's only how it's supposed to, not how it only works. did I read the article that 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 I saw the posting of, I clicked on the read the full story link inside of there to the original article Jeez, that was posted and dude. read and read all of that. Sansbury checking multiple sources. First mistake. There you go. Run it up and down the line. Hard hitting news. <laughs> yep, Hard hitting. You're an idiot. Right. right. And so I come. Come to find out that what had happened was this, is that this woman had been back and forth on planes all day, delays and, you know, whatever, and all this stuff, right? And the child had been in a child, in, in like a kid carrier, right? And cramped for hours on end. So she carrier. laid the towel out and let the kid kind of stretch out and like stretch her arms and legs and then was emailing her family to say, yes, this is why we haven't arrived at the airport. We're safe. We didn't die. Blah, blah, blah. But in the five minutes that she took to do that, somebody snapped a still photo. And so you think that that woman sat there for three hours playing Candy Crush on her phone while her kid like laid on the floor. That's not what happened. That, and I saw this, I posted it at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. And this guy, Zach's all on me. Okay. Oh, my God. Anybody that would leave their kid laying on a dirty airport floor is a dirty, nasty person. And I pointed out to him, well, she's on a towel, not on the floor. And people, let's be honest. Are you having people come over Friday night for dinner? You probably are, right? Wife's having a dinner party. You don't even want them coming over, trying to figure out why you're nice to the neighbor. What's going to happen right before they come over? Your wife's going to pull out the vacuum, and she's going to frantically clean your house. Let's stop pretending your houses are that much cleaner than the airport floor. They're not. If I was to send a forensics unit into your house and scrub and swab carpets, you know, squares, I'm willing to bet you're going to find out your house might be dirtier. Um, no, don't get me wrong. There's a ton- foot traffic at right. airport. Right there, that that that's undeniable. I get it. But you got to think too. They have like professionals coming in and cleaning every single day. As also, opposed remember to your house, which the is- style of carpet, which is very thin. It's like outdoor patio, like the, that kind of thing. Which means you could vacuum it easily. Where yours is what? It's probably thick Berber stuff gets trapped in there. See what I'm saying? Like you saw a still photo. And a two-month-old laying on a blanket, and a, you immediately went to she's wrong versus, well, gee, I wonder what the rest of the day's been like. And if 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 you really think that the floor is that much dirtier than like the seat at the airport, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, good I point. Mean, good point. At the end of the day, you're getting more hands and stuff on the chairs and stuff like that. And if a three-year-old's walking around sucking on the side of a chair, you're not going to think anything of it. You're just going to be like, ah, kids, what are you going to do with them? I but, just think, as a person who doesn't have kids, and I love judging parents when I see things in right? public, like, how could you do that? That's your kid, right? But it, it's because you're human. 
right? Like, there's going to be things that have to happen. Like, eventually, you, you got to put them down for something, right? Like, you have to. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't literally just carry them around with them until they turn 18. But um, you're right. This was this was a situation where the woman didn't just like she didn't just like drop her kid and like walk away. <laughs> like, there was a blanket. There was a I'm thing. leveling up, bitch. That's right. not what happened. Right. There was there was there was you know a reason for her doing that. And like whether she was playing Candy Crush or emailing the family, that should not matter. It's not like you can't take a minute away from your children. Your children can survive without you. It's okay. Like that's that's a part of of being a parent. Yeah, I would have to agree. I I mean, as much as I there are parental things that I see in public where I'm like, how could you do that? But like this, I think is too far. It wasn't that long ago. I saw a child laid down in like a grocery cart and i'm talking like a baby like barely had head at the bottom of a grocery cart and like now that i had a problem with because the The vibration was shaking Shaking. and walking through the park shaking baby almost i just just looked and i was just like are you effing kidding me but like this is that's a completely different situation as the child actually in danger there yeah no i i I would have more of an issue with that than this and again i'm just telling people like if you got three kids in your house and they're running through there every day i'm telling you your carpet's way dirtier than pets you got a dog oh god rubbing his butt all over just drag Dragging his ass all over that carpet every chance, every minute that you're not watching him, that's what that dog's doing. And it's just like you watch people, but again, it's a still photo. And all of a sudden, and you for some reason, you have to have an opinion about it. I don't get that. Like, why can't you just see it and go, all right, well, whatever. And I'm not, it's all of us. Because I will be somewhere today publicly, and I'll have my phone, and I'll be like, oh my God, I want to capture this person being an idiot right now. Something has happened to us, man, and we're all on the hunt for what's wrong with somebody else. And sooner or later, dude, somebody's gonna t- somebody's gonna punch you right in the face for taking a photo of them in public. That's what will eventually happen. Fox Sports has an answer. Answer, sorry, to the national anthem problem with NFL football games. We'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Coming up at nine o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Kesha, new Blake Shelton, and a new A Day to Remember. And all show long, you're getting a audio tribute to the life of Tom Petty. We lost Tom Petty, 66 years old, yesterday. I was a big fan, so we did it for Chester Bennington, and I feel like Tom Petty definitely made yeah. the musical impact that Chester Bennington made. And so every song you hear on the program this morning, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, or was, Tom Petty. It, it was strange yesterday. It was like, yo, Tom Petty's in the hospital. Then it was, yo, Tom Petty's dead. And then it was, nah, Tom Petty's not dead. And then it was like, Tom Petty's dead. And then it's like, no, Tom Petty's not dead. And unfortunately, Tom Petty was dead. It, it's one of those things where I don't remember the last time TMZ had to retract a huge story they broke. Like, normally when TMZ tells you, take it to the bank. And I remember, like, I'm old enough to remember TMZ, like, starting. And it was like... And I was in this industry, and it was kind of like a joke. And now it's like the standard. Well, yeah. I mean, it started off as just like paparazzi following people around, and it was kind of that trash magazine. But um, it has definitely turned into one of the standards of entertainment reporting. There's no question about that. If they break a story, I believe it. Um, But... You know, it was probably one of those cases. Not that mistakes can't happen. They probably got information either from the PD or somebody that worked in the hospital of like, hey, this is what's happening and it's going to be soon. And they probably took that as like, well, it's probably soon enough for us to run with right. it. And, uh, you know, Tom Petty held on for at least a couple of hours there. But we have uh, we have officially lost Tom Petty. I was a huge fan. We're the show. We always say it. Where I'm not going to over, you know, be overly sentimental when a celebrity dies. And I guess I'm a big old hypocrite because I honestly, dude, I was a little, I, I don't now I didn't listen to the catalog yesterday. Like after I heard, right. like I didn't do all that. Um, I did start to watch the running down a dream, like documentary again, as I was like going to bed last night, I was like, ah, I need to watch something anyway. I'll put this on. Now there will be a moment. 
probably over this weekend, where I will find myself in a dive bar with $30 pumped into a jukebox and me, me shooting pool, drinking rolling rocks out of a can, and listening to all my favorite Tom Petty. That will happen. I just... I don't know, man. Like every major moment in my life, I can like link back to like listening to his records with. And I said it this morning. I view him. I view Tom Petty to be meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It's the audio version of comfort food. It may not be what you wanted to order, but when somebody puts it in front of you, it's damn good. Like mom used to make, and it's like, eh, all right, this is pretty good. This is good. I like it. Tom Petty made your he made your list, dude. I don't think you're a hypocrite at all. You get three. You get three. You get three celebrities that you genuinely get to mourn. Everything else, other right. than that, you're just you're just putting on. And if Tom Petty's on your list, dude, this is a, this is a moment for all you. Right, well, then all right. I'm taking Tom Petty, right? Paul Stanley, okay, and Keith Kennedy. Okay, all right. Now, now here's the thing: only if I get to kill Keith Kennedy, <laughs> then he would be on my list. <laughs> If it's a combination of sweet tea and breakfast sandwiches, I was gonna say I don't know why I want to do it. Diabetes is right around the corner. They're gonna, it's gonna get him. Something's gonna get him. It's not sweet tea, by the way. He drinks non-sweetened iced tea. Oh, okay. His wife listens to us. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So Las Vegas, the biggest mass shooting in the U.S. history, knocked a story right off. The front page. Knocked a lot off. Yeah, it really, it really did. did. It really, and rightfully so. Everything else right. does kind of seem small potatoes at the moment. It does. <laughs> yeah, when 59 people lose their life and over yeah. 500 are, are wounded, yes, I would think so. But one of the big stories that had us all up in arms was the national anthem protesting. And people feel one way or the other about it. And I have said now for a little while, I prefer the athletes to stand. I don't know why, but I do. I prefer I don't know. Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I don't even know why I feel that way. Well, I, no, I think like in the in the perfect world, in like the the Pollyanna ish, like this is what I want America to be. I do want everyone to stand. Okay, I do. All right, I, that's fair. I want America to represent the values that it claims to, and I want people to stand up for those values. I I, I get that. That doesn't that doesn't you know. Yeah, I don't think it makes you awful. I I would prefer people stand, and I, w- I would stand for the national anthem. All right, now I showed up a little too late to the Browns game on Sunday to make it inside the stadium for the anthem, but. Fox Sports has said, look, here's our answer to this. We're just not going to show it. We're not going to put it on TV anymore. And I remember saying when these things first started breaking out, like there's a, these guys were in the locker room originally, but the military paid the NFL a bunch of money to yank the dudes out because enrollment, enlistment had been down. Right. And they were looking to get people to enlist. And so they brought them out and they turned it into and I you got to admit it was a fantastic piece of television to watch people stand in a row, show appreciation for the country. It did kind of make you feel like, yeah, I'm an American. Yeah, I mean when America had two wars going on and a a a lack of soldiers, I mean, what else was the NFL supposed to do? Like there's right. no better way to reach, you know, Teenage boys through men in their young twenties than the NFL. I mean, that's a, a a prime real estate of like, well, hey, dude, I need to get this seventeen year old's attention. I need to make him, you know, think that the military is is a viable option. Well, the NFL is a great place to yeah, do it. It's a it perfect really vehicle. Is. Why why do you think Budweiser puts their ads there? Why do you think you know cars put their ads there? It's because that's where the eyeballs are. That's why that's why the same that's why the same people put their advertising here. It's because this is where the ears are, right? That's where you go. You go where the people are. But the same people who are now going to be pissed at Fox are the same people that should be happy about this. And I'll tell you why. Okay. If you're a 
my buddy Dustin calls him. He's a stander. Like you okay. know, the, 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 you know, you better stand. You better stand. Right? If you're a stander, you should love the fact that they're going to take the anthem off TV. Okay. Because really, isn't this white executives going? Do you think I'm going to give these guys? You think I'm going to give these black athletes a platform for their cause? Hell no. We're not showing it. Right? Like, can't you? No, I don't think that's what it is. But can't you, if that's what you, if that's who you are, and that's what you want, walk away with that as a win, as the awareness that people are after? They're so, no longer going to give it to them. It, so you're implying that, that I think people who want them to stand that there is an issue. That you're, you're implying that people who want Some. them to stand, if this is more about stifling their message, as I think opposed so. to spreading patriotism. I, I think there's a little bit. Two, two things can be true at once. I think there. Okay. 60-40, 50-50, okay. doesn't matter what the what the split is, but okay. I think that there might be a split there. You don't think so? Um, well, I guess, and I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you because I do think there are plenty of people who feel like that shutting them up is more important than spreading patriotism. I think I mean, that's undeniable. Well, yeah, because as and Aaron Rodgers pointed this out. If you're screaming during the anthem about people standing up, what's more disrespectful to the anthem? Right. Stand uh, kneeling during it or screaming at people who are kneeling at it? I mean, and, and, and you got to factor in that, you know, I think it was the Ravens that took a knee before the anthem and still got booed. Booed, right. When they stood for the national anthem, right. but when they took that Tr- knee. Trying to meet you in the middle. Right. Because you asked, like, look, look, just don't do this. And right. so they said, okay, well, then we won't just do that. We'll do this. And then what happens? If you still have a problem with it, I do. I and maybe you don't know. You can have things about yourself that are inside of you and that were probably passed on to you from your parents, and that you don't know. Maybe you have in you. If 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 you look at you know self awareness, I talk about it all the time. Booing during you know a non a, a, during the national anthem or screaming during the national anthem, booing them when they didn't kneel during the national anthem, being pissed at LeBron for voicing his opinion even though he said I will not be kneeling during the national anthem. There does come to be a point of like, well, how many times are you going to say this is about patriotism? This is about the troops, and it's like, well, obviously it's not, dude. It, it's it's, it's I, not really. I, I, I mean, it's, it, I think there are what pe- it is is that people realize they have a convenient argument. Argument to to bring the troops into their argument, and they know that ninety percent of the people in America are going to go. Well, yeah, I don't want to be anti-troop. I, I, I feel this way about military, military families, first responders, their families as well. Where it's like it just has to be so frustrating being moved around as political pawn, like pawns all the time, dude. It, you you you, yeah. you you don't get an opportunity to have your own voice as an ex-service member because people are like, nope, you're a right wing, hard hard right, you know. Right. And people put you in this box. And these and Boxes. Like, right. right, and you have no, regardless what you say, regardless what you think, that Alejandro Villanueva is a prime example of Who this. Who said, like, look, right. to use me is disgusting for this. Right, and he still gets moved around this this chessboard, like, nope, nope, you're a, you're a soldier and a football player, therefore, this is what you think. And to, it's like, to assume any group of people with that many people in it all think the same thing is crazy. It's crazy, right? Like, that's just, but I know people are going to be pissed about this. But well, secretly, aren't you almost on some level, let's be honest, aren't you almost a little happy that you get to the football faster? You get more pregame show, and now you just get the hits? But then at that point, you're totally I mean, you undercutting are. your argument. I know, and that's why they won't admit it. But they're in their car alone right now, and admit it. I'm right. 
Right? If 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 taking the national anthem off TV is like a victory to you, like then it's not about patriotism to you. It's not because you should want that to play. And dude, I saw it. I was at a bar on Sunday right before the Browns game started. That kid came out, played the electric guitar, did a pretty decent job. They even made a big deal about it. Like after this commercial break, the national anthem. And they usually don't, but like they they made a big deal about it. The last few weeks they have. They made a big deal about it. You know, they even said like the NFL understands that, you know, it's a divided time in our country. And so the kid plays the national anthem. Dude, the entire bar, I looked around, looking. I'm like, dude, somebody's going to stand up and put their hand, or their hand over their heart. Somebody's going to. Not one person did. People kept ordering mozzarella sticks. People kept drinking their beers. Jeez, people mozzarella sticks. I'm surprised somebody didn't have people, their hand over their heart. Jesus, I've got to go. People kept playing with their phones. And if it's that big of a deal in the stadium, it should be that big of a deal in the bar. It should be that big of a deal in your house. Yeah, see, that's where people do lose me. And so maybe I'm a hypocrite on this. Help me do walk me through this. Because honestly, I don't feel why is that why because i don't feel like when it's on in my house i i have to do anything and it's is it because you're being seen in bubble it has to be you right look around and everyone else is doing it and it's mob mentality like yeah, i've got to stand up too Unless, unless you're standing up. It does up. feel disrespectful in public to sit down during it. I it mean, does. To me. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. And again, this is a lot like religion. This is what I always say about religion. You know why you feel the way you do about it? It's because your parents told you over and over and over and over and over again. And you've never questioned it. Because you've been told the same thing about it since birth. And patriotism is much the same way. We are. Americans have been kind of brainwashed. Where if you question the country, get out. You know what I mean? And, like, we have. Like, we've kind of been conditioned that way. So, I guess, I mean, look, I think it's a little ridiculous that we can't show this country's national anthem on television. I do. I find that to be a little crazy. But I think, ultimately, three weeks in, you're going to be like, oh, they get to the football faster, and I get a little bit more pregame show. And now, you know what I mean? Let's be honest, because Phantom's kind of right. In your house, what were you doing during the national anthem? Going to the bathroom. Right? Because they're about to kick the ball off. And so, one more pee, that way you can sit on the couch. And so, I, dude, I think Fox, this is, this, is, this is the resolution I thought America would give us for this. I really did. I was like, well, this is what we'll do. We'll just not show it. I thought ultimately it was going to be we'll stop doing it at the event. Put a pin in that. We may get all the way there. A local high school had a huge issue at their football game not surrounding the National Anthem. We'll tell you what that was next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're about to pass out a pair, not a pair, oh, no. a family four-pack of tickets Oh yeah, for the WWE this Saturday at the Canton Civic Center. If you don't have a family, it's all right. WWE fans, you'll find another one out there. Just find somebody who smells like you right in your section, <laughs> and then now you're linked to that human being. Before the break, we were talking about Fox says during their NFL coverage, look, we're just going to take the national anthem off the TV. And I feel like this is the compromise I knew America was going to give us. And I said to Fantone, like, he, you know, he brings up the point, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you don't stand at your house. You know, you don't. You were in a bar and you were. Nobody stood. And nobody cared. Keith Holcomb wrote in and he actually brought up an excellent point, And this is actually why he was like. You stand at the event because they've put the flag in front of you. He's like, so you're standing in appreciation of the flag. He's like, you don't have the flag hanging in your home. 
He's like, so if the national anthem came out and you had a flag in your house, he's like, it's because you were in presence of the flag. Showing the flag on TV, stars and stripes whip, whipping away up there. I, you know, he, well, again, dude, carrying it flat out, you're not supposed to do either. It's disrespectful to the flag, too, and the NFL does that. Nobody cares. Right. Um, but, like, there is a little bit of that, I think. Um, I, well, so is it I about, think there is. So is it about the flag? Is it about the anthem? Well, or it's a little it, bit about both. They can go hand in so hand. So if they can go hand in hand, you would treat the anthem as a representation of the country. Yeah, you, I, stand, you, you stand at the stadium and not at your house. Why? Why? I mean, you, you've said you will stand. You don't stand at your house. Why? I, I, I will 100% stand um, because I feel like there's probably... I'm just saying, I'm not on you. I'm just saying, because to me, I feel like I do it because of that's what mentality. That's what you know society has told me from the beginning what I should do. I I, I would agree there, that and that, that I'm is awful if I don't. Do. That, that that is like standard procedure. But if it was that, this big is of interesting a deal, because I've challenged. And again, this religion does this, and I've challenged the religion that was beat into my head, and I don't challenge the patriotism that's been that's been. You know what I mean? I don't want to say beaten into my head about patriotism. That sounds wrong. Well, I but, mean, but it, but it is for the lack truth. of a better term. You get what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm saying. Um, it is it is per standard operating procedures. Like yes, you stand there. But if you are a person who is so enthusiastic about that, then you should stand at your home. If if if, if it's if it's because here's the thing is I can make room for it to be like, hey, I wouldn't kneel, but if you want to, that's okay. But if I'm on the side of no, you have to stand. You have to stand. You have to stand. Then how do you not enforce that rule when nobody's watching? Isn't that what integrity is? Is the decisions you make when nobody's paying attention. You listen to a Tony Newman commercial, dude. You do the right thing no matter who's paying attention. Ding. You do the right thing no Ding. matter who's paying attention. So whether nice. that's in your home, nice Tony Newman whether reference. that's in your home, in the stadium, in a bar, wherever you are, if you're so if you are so patriotic that somebody kneeling for that is the thing that's going to drive you over the edge and drive you away from the NFL and dude, they're all a bunch of terrorists, well then how are you not standing when, the, when, it, when it matters the most when you're by yourself? Now you reminded me of something with Colin Kaepernick who started all of this. Right. And I had forgotten that narrative, and you should tell people. Um, well, this all started with Colin Kaepernick, and this was a year and a half ago in the preseason, and he was sitting during the National Anthem. And I think... On the bench. On the bench. He was just sitting, sitting down on his butt during the National Anthem. Right. After discussions with veterans groups, Colin Kaepernick decided, I'm going to take a knee instead as a, a sign of respect. A veteran said to him, you know what would be more respectful than just sitting there? Is taking would, a knee. Is actually showing, like, look, I, I'm, I'm acknowledging this, I'm acknowledging the fact that it's happened. I'm not like going to pass with that. I don't care that it's happened. You're acknowledging it, but yet also saying there may be something that we all need to talk about here. You know, during sports, when somebody is injured, it's pretty commonplace for the other team and the team of the injured to take a knee in the sense of like, we respect this moment. Um, it's heartfelt. And this guy needs to get better. This guy needs to heal. Why can't this be perceived as the same thing as like, we respect this country, but this country needs to heal. There's places of growth. You There's know what's crazy? We can get better. I'm an intelligent, logical person. Okay. And yet I agree with what you just said. Why can't it mean that? But yet, when you see it, that's not the first thing that runs through your head, though. Well, but how much of that is is narrative of all of, of it of of the players, and how much of that is narrative of the media, and how much of that is narrative of the fans? And like, well, I'll say all of how much how much has it been perverted by by the sense of like, nope, you see that and it's disrespectful, it's terrible. Now, Caleb Usurv says, if you can't see the flag, you're supposed to face the music. So I don't buy that reasoning. There you go. Face the television. It's the same sentiment just because there's not a flag in there. And if we're going to get in that, well, shouldn't every business in the country have a flag in there? Should we now start making companies that have a flag in their place of business? It's patriotism. You have well, to. And like I said, if they've, it, like, if the standard was this, where iHeartMedia said, you know what, we're going to start every Stansbury show with the national anthem, I know what would happen. I know what would happen. 
you would turn it off until it came back and until it was over. You would come back or you would just not start listening until after it was over. Daniel Tosh did this 10 years ago during his stand-up set where he said, everybody says they love the national anthem. Raise your hand if it's on your iPod. Right? <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, he's a little bit right. Now, there are places that, in, that, that do a great job of living up to those standards, like Mission Barbecue up there in Belden. At noon, they play the national anthem, and they stop business in the middle of lunch rush, which is, to me, as a business owner, I'm like, dude, that's crazy, but that's living up to the standard that you've set for yourself. That's living up to the integrity that you're trying to draw Those there. guys serve, right? That's the whole thing, right? It's, it's, the, that, it, it's like soldier-born barbecue, right? I think, right? And that's kind of the way that they want to run I've their business. I've never had it. And, dude, God bless them for that. I support that 100%. If that's what you want want to do then that's what you do but don't pretend like you're this high and mighty and you can look down on people for making a different decision than you when you're not living up to that integrity in your own life now it should be pointed out iheart media does have a station that plays the national anthem at noon and it's sponsored and i would imagine that 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 feature at that radio station given the format because it's a country music radio station that it probably does help them ratings wise you're selling patriotism at that point you are saying brought to you by here's yeah. patriotism brought to you by yeah. you're not doing that because you as a company or you as a station or you as, as a program director have such patriotism in your heart you're doing that because hey here's another thing we can sell coming up next they all request the reactor's lunch and after well, that I mean it's the same reason why you can get a washing machine for 20 bucks on Memorial Day five for the drive and it's like dude you're selling patriotism so you don't have an issue you don't have an issue with that you don't have an issue with, 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 with American flags all over Budweiser cans you don't have an issue with that but now all of a sudden, these dudes are doing something you feel is disrespectful, and now you're on a high horse? I need you to do me a favor. And you won't get the answer from me right now, but Albert's asking, and it's a good question, and I would like to know this too. What veterans group told Cap it was okay to take a knee? I'm sure it was one. It. I'm sure it was yeah, one veteran. I'm sure it was one veteran inside of a group, but we will track that down, Albert. We will find you your answer. There's also a video online at WRQK.com I want people to see. This is a high school football issue. Okay. Maple Heights. Okay. The superintendent of Maple Heights School walks past a school board member at a football game and depantses him, takes his pants down. Now, as a superintendent, who's the first title in the guy's name is doctor. Right. Meaning, dude, he had he been through some schooling, right? And you weren't smart enough to realize that a prank should not involve the removal of clothing of either a student and or adult if you're the superintendent of the district. Yeah, if this was at like a party, eh, whatever. But dude, you're on school, school grounds. grounds at a school at a function at a with another school employee. Like, bro, hey, come on. That's man. not the best look. And as an adult, dude, I don't care, dude. Don't advance me. Right. If you if you think that that's like the height of comedy. All right. Great pull. After 16, no more ball taps nope. and no more depancing. Nope. Yeah, you heard it here. That, that's Dude, Stansberry Show rules. We'll pass out some <laughs> WWE tickets next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're going to pass out this boy, uh, family four-pack of... WWE tickets momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. You're hearing quite a bit of Tom Petty this morning as we lost Tom Petty yesterday, 66 years old. And uh, Tom Petty was a top three artist for me. I've always said it like this. Different points in my life, I learned to like different music. Um, but if I had to pin down my top three, probably Diana Ross and the Supremes, Kiss, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. No Master P on there. I'm surprised. No, no, no. I do like Master P a lot. Okay, all right. He'd probably round out the top 20. All right. Not making the top five there. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, Tom Petty once had a quote that I believed helped um, me get in line with what I wanted to do for a living. And he said once, do something you really like, and hopefully it pays the rent. As far as I'm concerned, that's success. Okay. And I've and, I, and I've really adopted that. Like Fanta will tell you, like I'm one of these guys that do a lot of radio guys are like all, dude, I got to work in a big market. I got to work in a top five market. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to be able to do what I like, make enough money to live, and enjoy myself. Still, still working on that second part. We're gonna get enough money, but we can well, live. I, you know, I mean, dude, I mean, dude, I'm gonna pick up a, probably a third and fourth job, and, dude, go. and I'm gonna make it. I'll go. be all right. I don't deserve Saturdays and Fridays and Saturday nights to myself, Phantom. I don't deserve that. But I've always, uh, I've always really liked Tom Petty, so we're doing a little audio tribute this morning. Before the break, again, we were talking about the uh, national anthem protest for the NFL games because Fox is saying, "Look, we're not going to show you the anthem anymore." As believe, I believe last night they didn't show it before the Monday Night Football game either. They usually don't. I mean, most times, unless it's a celebrity out there singing it, most times they don't play the national anthem. Maybe they'll play like the Jets flying overhead really quick yeah. and kickoff coming up next. But yeah. they usually don't play the national anthem. And then the anthem's on during the commercial, and you come back, and then there's the ball in the air, and now you can start watching football. And we kind of were, you know, bringing full circle and talking about, you know, Kaepernick. And like back in the day, he was sitting on the bench, and then, you know, a vet had said to him, Look, man, like, don't sit kneel and show appreciation but then you know still you know get your message out or whatever and we were asked on twitter by a guy named albert like who told him that and i believe it was nate boyer who both served the country i believe and played in the league yeah retired green beret and if i said veterans group i apologize there this was a veteran as opposed to a group that that talked to kaepernick about this but he took advice from a from a veteran he knew right somebody that he knows trusted and i mean a a, a special force what i would do right there like somebody who somebody who's gone out there and done essentially one of the toughest jobs on the face of the planet it's the first thing i would do like if i if i was getting into something like that you know for the program i would lean on guys who i know listen to the show who serve the country it's exactly what i would do um also worth noting that a, a veterans group veterans for peace has come out and vocally supported colin kaepernick and the kneelers in the nfl so this is once again an example of what would drive me crazy if i was in this situation is just assuming that every veteran every veterans group every military family feels the exact way about one thing. The military is an incredibly diverse group of people. If you think that they're all going to think one way, that's on you. No group of people that big all thinks the same thing. It's crazy. Like, how big's your family? Extended family. 40, 50 members? I bet you can't agree on where you want to have dinner. Like, nobody thinks like that. It doesn't work that way. And, and, and how many veterans had to express their support on social media with hashtag, you know, Veterans for Cap or hashtag I'll take, I, I, I kneel or whatever it is, dude. There's been a million examples of those. There was that World War II vet that they showed. And, like, people, people, of course, in that in the news section of the comments or the Fox News comments, it was, oh, dude, his grandson's making him do that. It's like, you know are, what, you, are you kidding me? You know what's crazy about all this? Listen, this is the third conversation this hour we've had about this. You know what's been said a million times? Troops. You know what's been said a bunch of times? Military. You know what's been said a bunch of times? Vets. Notice what hasn't been mentioned once. Police brutality. Which was what this was all about in the beginning. And I don't know if it was the NFL. I don't know if it was the audience. I don't know if it was the media. Maybe it shows like mine. Maybe I'm as guilty of this as, as everybody else. But the narrative, the narrative has shifted to anti-military. And this is what I said when Kaepernick was doing it. This is going to land for people as anti-military. I know what his intentions were, but this is what will happen. And sure enough, this is what has happened. It's interesting. 
We'll, we will do anything not to have to listen to an argument that we, that we might have to admit is right if we don't want to agree with it. As Americans, we'll do anything to avoid that. Literally anything. Yeah, if you if you go into a debate and you don't make room for the fact that you might be wrong, you're not having a debate at that point. You're having an argument. And if you can't if you can't say, well, like, hey, maybe I do need to look at this from somebody else's perspective. I'm like, what is the purpose of having this conversation? I have said it so many times recently on the show. Surround yourself, and I mean surround yourself with smart, intellectual people. Who think differently than you do, and your life will get better. Your life will get that much better. You will learn more, you will grow more, you will be different, and you will like yourself more. Surround yourself with smart, interesting, intellectual people who think differently than you do. It's just, I remember my dad telling me all the time as a kid, Daniel, if you're the smartest person in that room, get up, walk out, find a better room. Got a family four-pack of tickets for the WWE. That's this Saturday, Canton Civic Center. Let's take caller 25 right now at 1-800-243-7625. And you're getting more of the Tom Petty audio tribute next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Nine. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8.30, we'll get you hooked up with this pair of tickets for the Haunted Laboratory out there in Akron. Nice. And 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Kesha, new Blake Shelton, and a new A Day to Remember. We'll take a break from the audio tribute to Tom Petty this morning for New Tour Tuesday. I flipped the coin on that. Like I did this morning when I woke up, I was like, dude, maybe you just put it away. And you just continued to... And I was like, nah, that's you putting your fandom... In front of the the better decision making of keeping the show the show. Well, and I think it's fair to say that we'll still be able to squeeze a little bit of Tom Petty into the nine o'clock hour. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna get a good couple that are gonna creep in. Yeah, it's usually one over the top of the hour and one at the bottom of the hour. Make sure those are both petty jams right there. Actually, the the next two songs this hour are I I mean I handpicked everything you're hearing this morning, right. but I picked these next two. Okay. Because I absolutely love both songs. Stan's very show deep cuts. 845, you're gonna hear my favorite Tom Petty song ever. Alright. My favorite I like one it. ever. I have said on the program multiple times that if your job does not require you to be connected to social media, that I would either A not post personal opinion type things, or B, I would just get off of it altogether. Because what happens is, and I see this a lot, and, I, and I've, I've been talking about this a lot lately, where you see something, it makes you feel, little rich homie here, some type of way. There it is. Makes you feel some type of way. Okay. And you immediately, because you have a keyboard and access to the world in your pocket, you then you know, spit out your first thought. And very and most often, your first thought is not really what you think, right? And so I tell people all the time, take 10 minutes. 20 is way too long, I get it. But take, take, take 10 minutes. If you still want to post it, then post it, all right? And then that's probably who you are. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess there's a little bit of like, just because it's who you are doesn't necessarily mean, I mean that's it's right. You, doesn't mean it's right. doesn't mean that that's what you want to be promoting out into the world. There's plenty of times where you don't say something in public or you don't say something in the company of others because it's like, eh, I don't know if this is necessarily the, the avenue for it. And like, I don't know why. I guess it's because you're sitting there by yourself with your phone and you, and you don't feel like the same norms of society apply online as they do in the world, but they should. (laughs) There used to be a saying when I was a kid growing up that never write, never write a message, never writing anything down that you wouldn't want your mother to read on the front page of the newspaper. Right. Right. And there's good logic in that. There's very smart logic in that, but here's the problem. Everybody owns their own front page of the newspaper now. Right. Sorry, Canton Repository. You guys, you know, we've got our own well, right here. I- indeed. I mean, the internet did kind of kill newspapers. Now, the Canton Rep does, still does a fantastic job, CantonRep.com. I don't want to make it sound there like they're go. not worthy. But, there you go. But you know what I mean? But th- that is kind of what's happened. We've all, and honestly, radio deals with this too. I've lost people too because you're your own entertainment source now. You don't necessarily need us the way you once did. Now, people still come to it. People right. still like it. Right. But there is, you did, you did lose some people for sure. Well, especially if you look at it from the business. I think a show like ours, you have enough opinion and you have enough things that bring you back to it. But if you're just hot jocking in the afternoon, if you're Matt in the middays, it's like, dude, what? Or what, what I have I an am? advertiser who, uh, who I endorse their products who has said to me, I'm on a bunch of different radio stations. But one of the reasons I placed a lot of money with you is, is that I think people believe you. Right. Like because you give your opinion out and you're staunch in it and this and that, that people feel like when you say something that they can believe that you believe it. And I said, well, yeah, that's been my brand. I try to do that. And, but I'm bad on social networking with this kind of stuff, too. I'm bad about this, all right? And so it's not me yelling at you. It's me kind of like talking to all of us like, we got to get better at this. We got to be more responsible about this. There's times I can tell, and I don't want to say like you miss me, but there's times I can tell. I'm like, dude, he needs to get into the studio. This dude needs to get something off his chest. He's out here fighting with idiots on Twitter. Dude, I'm just going to start show, dude, I'm gonna start showing up at Fanto's house with a bullhorn. <laughs> Anytime I get into an argument with my girlfriend, she'll be like, dude, just, just call Dan. Dan. She's like, just talk to Dan. You want to yell about something? You do, you know, she's like, I don't care. We don't have to have this fight right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Just go in there and sword fight or argue wait what what and so now cbs had to fire what i believe is a vice president of their company now i don't know which what what department she was there's a million of those right right but she wrote on facebook Haley geffman gold is her name if they wouldn't do anything when children were murdered, I have no hope that the repugs will ever do the right thing. I'm actually not even sympathetic because country music fans are often Republican gun toters talking about Las Vegas. She's not even sympathetic. Okay, well, one, if you think the only people who go to Jason Aldean concerts are Republicans, you're crazy. I'm a left-leaning person. Now, I'm not a full-blown liberal, but I'm left-leaning, and I'm a Jason Aldean fan. I'm a Jake Owen fan. I'm a Luke Combs fan. I would have been at that show. I don't even know who any of those guys are. <laughs> what? Who, what? Well, you're not supposed to. Okay. But I like all those guys, and I would have went to this show. Right. And I'm not a repug, which is just as bad as libtard, by the way. Oh, I mean, what are we getting into? Name calling? I mean, dude, like, that's at that right. point, you're a sandbox arguing person. And she was fired for this. And honestly... Sometimes I say, I don't know if people should be fired for what they say online, right? Like, ah, it's not really your business. You know what I mean? I'm in my off time, this and that. But this is a vice president, not like a checkout clerk, right? So, like, there's decision making that goes into being a vice president that really matters. When you stock shelves, your decision making doesn't necessarily matter. 
When you're the vice president of any department of a company, your opinion and decision-making matters. And you've shown me your decision-making. And it's awful. This is... 59 people died. This is completely and 100% inappropriate from this for this woman to say. There's Absolutely. no question about it. And if I'm the owner of CBS Radio or CBS Television or whatever whatever avenue she was working in there, I would fire this woman in a heartbeat. I think it doesn't matter whether you're the vice president, whether you're a, a, a grip on a show, or like you said, if you're stocking shelves, dude, it, it, this is employment at will. And if you say something of that of that nature... It is 100% appropriate for a business to say, you know what? Get we out. Don't, right. We don't agree with that, and, and it's time to move on. I don't I, I, I don't know why people think that, like, hey, once I leave my, my business, all of a sudden, like, there's nothing they can do to me. Sure they can, dude. You sure know what it is? Is can. that people argue this from a saying, like, well, you know, back in the day. Right, but your dad didn't have Facebook. Right. So when he was standing at the grill bitching about the goddamn blacks moving into the neighborhood guess what nobody, nobody but you and his neighbor knew. knew that's why he didn't get fired from the factory that's why he could be that person and still keep his job because he wasn't saying it to the world he was saying it in his own backyard which by the way there's no decent place to say what no. i the example no. i said but, but but that's the difference the point remains there um, as as a full throttled, and I mean, people have uh, you're such a libtard fan tone. I 100% support this woman getting fired, dude. How how can you not? I mean, in what world is that? That's not like, and you can't come in here and, and number one, where's all you or you First Amendment enthusiasts protecting this woman? Um, but you can't if your company decides that this is not the avenue to do it, which CBS obviously did. You get fired, and now people are going to be like, "Well, what about the NFL? It's not you couldn't shouldn't be able to do that at work." If your business decides it's Roger Goodell said they are allowed, right? So, like, your business said it's okay. That's the exact same argument with people saying "Merry Christmas." If your business tells you to stop, well, then you got to stop because your boss told you to do that. If your boss says, "Hey, it's okay," then dude, say "Merry Christmas" till your face falls off. Well, not only that, but if you're in retail, maybe you should stop so people continue to like you know patronize your store and so you can make a living next year. But if you, but if your company decides, right? No, yes, absolutely. You want to say this is the ground. We, this is the hill we stand on. That's perfectly appropriate. That's, uh, free speech doesn't exist within the building, within your place of employment. I can't go up to my boss and be like, "Yo, f you, bro." Free speech. Free speech. It doesn't mean that, right? No, that makes me so crazy. Now I saw a lot of this today. We got to put politics aside and then go after the NRA. <laughs> well, that's not putting politics aside, though, right, Hillary? Like that's not exactly that. So. If you want to tell people to put their politics aside, then you can't be like, well, then let's all band together to go after this, because that's a political statement. That's not putting politics aside. That's putting your politics at the absolute front of it. It's not putting politics aside. But nice try, Hillary. Nice, nice, nice try at that. That, sweetheart, is why you got your ass kicked by the grab by the vagina guy. That right there is why. We got a pair of Haunted Laboratory tickets, and we'll pass those out. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.
Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for Wakem Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakem Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out too. Visit Wakem Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakem Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local nine. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show and Rock 1069. Ben wrote in and said to me, uh, Sansbury, I hate to correct you, but they did show the national anthem uh, last night on the Monday Night Football game. And I, well, that's interesting because we both read a report, Fanton and I both, yesterday during the program that said they would not be showing the national anthem during last night's game. And Ben says, dude, they took the camera up and down the sideline. And he said it felt like they were looking for guys who were sitting down so they could talk about it or kneeling so they could talk about it. I'm surprised. I would think that they would want to hide and cover up as much as they possibly could there. Um, And I did read that national games, they will show the national anthem. Regional coverage do not show national anthem. That's kind of how it's been, right? Mm -hmm. Like Like the one o'clock game, like the Browns game, you're not going to see the national anthem. I would figure that's probably... I'm... That feels like that's been the system all along, but I could be wrong. But that feels like the way it's been. You know, another huge story that's getting swept under the rug in all this, what is that? in the sports thing, is the poor Cleveland Indians. Oh. 102 wins regular ah, season, I think it is. Pretty decent. And tonight now, the Yankees and Twins play like the win in your end game. Right. And then it's what, the ALDS, the Divisional Series? Correct. And then so we'll take on the winner of Yankees-Twins, and I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched enough baseball this year. People have been asking me, who would you rather have? Yanks or Twins? And I don't have I don't have an like I don't have an educated answer because I haven't watched enough baseball. Now, historically, it's been F the Yankees, so I don't right. want the Yankees. Right. But if the Twins are really, really good and the Yankees are just so so, like and that, like I'm saying, I don't know. Well, we got into this a little bit with Scott from Waiting for Next here yesterday, and I think he kind of talked about how the Yankees are a sneaky good team, and it would probably be easier to take an divisional opponent in the Twins. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that the Twins win this, but at the same time, I really don't think it matters. The Indians are playing terrific baseball right now. Um, I don't know if it's official yet, but they talked about possibly bringing back Michael Brantley in a limited role, um, which oh, I, think right? would, I think would be a boost in the arm for the tribe. Um, you know, know. I, I, I think it was brought up, too, that you know, with either the Twins or the Yankees, they have to play this first game to get in. Therefore, their ace isn't going to be ready on Thursday, where Corey Kluber is going to be going up against either the number two for the Yankees or the number two for the Twins. And I'll take Corey Kluber up against a a, a, a second guy in the unit or in the rotation there. So I think the Indians are in a great place to win this. I think there's, you know, it's a five-game series, too. So I think they'll be able to pull through it pretty quick. Um, I, I don't think it matters. Huh. I know that Aaron Judge kid yeah. is, is to be feared yeah. on the Yankees lineup. Like, dude, what is he, 6'8", and just hits oh, the ball a mile? Dude's a le- uh, just a leviathan. He's just a giant man. He's just in there like... He, he- is the biggest baseball player ever, right? Uh, I, I believe he's the tallest baseball player ever. I don't know. Bradley Zimmer's a pretty big dude, too. I uh, I think he's an inch taller than him, but I like that dude. I like a big dude on a baseball team. I feel like you need an enforcer sometimes. Well, here's the thing about the Yankees and Aaron Judge that I think is good for baseball. Is that... A, he plays for the right franchise, 
B, he's the right kind of player, meaning he hits the long ball. He's got a great number, number 99. He's a good-looking kid. There's a lot there that if you're Major League Baseball, you're kind of sitting there going, oh, God, let this kid turn into another Bryce Harper. Let him turn into another one of these guys that actually it's like kind of like starts to live up to the hype a little bit and can be really, really good. I think it helps baseball. I think it really does. You have a Yankee that hits the ball really hard. He's got a good number. I think it's probably good for the Major League Baseball. Yeah, MLB hopes that uh, that the Yankees move forward, just like any other sport, dude. When your premier tail or when your premier uh, markets are premier talents, you know that that always works out better. You want New York, you want LA, you want those teams to be good. I do have another sports question for you, buddy. Okay, because this got announced yesterday. Okay, and I don't necessarily hate it, but it seemed like some people loved it, some people didn't. And again, you're making a move with a very, very, very deep. Cavaliers roster. Nice. I like talking calves. And they announced yesterday, and again, this is a very deep roster now, which is what they were not a year ago. Like they were not deep enough, anyway, is what right. I'll say. Right? And they announced yesterday that the plan is is that you will start Kevin Love at center and we will bring Tristan Thompson off the bench. And I saw people getting really upset about this, and I can't figure out why. So you being a bigger Cavs fan than I am even, I'm interested to, like, what's the right move here? Wine and gold scrimmage was last night, which is kind of the first chance you get to look at the Cleveland Cavaliers as a team right now. LeBron did not play. um, but Uh, Sitter, lazy. uh, No, he he sprained his ankle or twisted his ankle a couple couple days ago. He's fine. It's no big deal. I mean, LeBron's made out of, 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 you know, iron. The guy He's he's fine. He'll, so he'll be, far this year, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll so bounce far. back. Um, as far as what it happens with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, I know a lot of people think Kevin Love is soft, but the center position in the NBA is kind of soft nowadays. It's not so much. It's You're not, not Patrick Ewing anymore. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not Matumbo and Ewing and, and and those those you know centers of years past. It's not a big guy league anymore. Um, and really, what you're looking at there is the ability to create space on the floor. And Tristan Thompson, for as much as I love the dude, I am Team Double T. I love him. I love Chloe. I think that they're you know the power couple of Northeast Ohio right there. Um, but it it you know number one, we're looking at the beginning of the season as opposed to the end of the season. So let's all temper like our outrage when it comes to stuff like this. Long year. But if you're you're looking at starting um, uh, Derrick Rose in the one, J.R. Smith in the two, LeBron at the three, Jay Crowder at the four, and Kevin Love at the five. I mean, that is great floor spacing. You have the availability for LeBron to be able to get to the basket at any time that he chooses. And I think Tristan will do a great job coming off the bench because he'll be that instant spark of energy. And like that's something that Kevin Love necessarily The isn't. easy follow-up question is this. Will there be dissension because Tristan's unhappy about being a bench player? I think he talked about it yesterday and said the last time he came off the bench was when they won a championship. So if that's the case again, I think he's going to be more than happy with it. You got to okay. remember, Moskov right. was the starting center in that NBA Finals that they that they you know. Oh yeah. Are, so it's just like there's wow. there, there's plenty that's of right. there's plenty of things that happen throughout the course of a season where this isn't necessarily what it's going to be. But like I um I I, I think people get caught up too in the concept of starting with pro sports where it's like yes it matters i'm not saying that like coming out and playing well in the beginning of the game doesn't matter but it's much more what's happening in that final minute of the game it's not a question of like where did i start it's are you playing at the end of the game and that's what the cavaliers have is the availability it's an ego thing right um yeah but i mean yes at the same time you would think most of these dudes and especially tristan thompson looking at it like oh dude uh derrick rose is gonna come off the bench i mean once isaiah thomas comes back Dwayne wade's gonna come off the bench if you can't swallow your maybe not 
if you can't swallow your pride and Dwayne Wade can, he might start in the point guard role. I don't think he'll start in the two once the Cavaliers are full power. I think it's once again. I would agree. I, it's once again offense off the bench. It's a spark off the bench right there. So I um I, I think that this goes back to like high school sports with us where we all think, no, it's so important that I start on the basketball team. I don't think professional athletes necessarily view it in the same way. Hmm. Okay, I, you know, I was I was curious about that. I also there's I, I think there's something that may happen. I'm not saying it will happen, but I think there's something that may happen with this roster that could potentially put roadblocks in their way to winning a national championship. And I think that we have two guys that I don't that are on the same team now that are going to be spending a lot of their time in a town like Cleveland where it's like there's only so much to do. And these two guys historically have gotten in trouble while being a, you know a separated. But if these two guys buddy up, I think it could be sometimes you can take two well-intentioned people but you get them together and like they're you know they're better demons come out and like next thing you oh, know yeah. like and I think J.R. Smith and Derek Rose being buddies and hitting the town together could maybe potentially lead into you won't believe what you heard. You won't believe what happened last night with these two guys. I, I think that's a possibility, of course, but I, I think that both those dudes, J.R. Smith in particular, has shown that like I've matured. And is, I think since, so. Since he's been in Cleveland, there has been no stories of that. None. There's been there's been no issues there. So I think that you know, and, and Derek Rose said something yesterday. And first of all, I've been you know watched some of the highlights this morning. I didn't watch it live last night. He gets up and down the court better than I thought he was going to be able to. Derek, Derek Rose, Rose is isn't nearly as old old and decrepit as everybody wants to say. His dude's only 28, 29 years old. And you got to think a lot of the time that he was in the NBA, he was on the bench with bum knees. So it's like not as many miles on his legs as people might anticipate there. Um, but it, once again, I think that this is kind of going to come back to LeBron there. LeBron having the ability to not take crap from his teammates and not allow that kind of culture to start to develop. So I feel like I agree. And he's done a great job with it. And he did a fantastic job rehabbing J.R. Smith. I just, I, and like I said, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just think that there's potential for that. And as much as I want a title again, I always say this as a guy who gets you know paid to tell you stories, I don't necessarily hate the idea of a Derrick Rose, J.R. Smith, wait till you hear what happened story. And I think there's potential for it. J.R. has been on his best behavior, and I think he has been pretty smart since getting here. He's like, well, I'm pretty close to LeBron. I've won a title. Like, if I just keep doing this right, I my career gets cleaned up. Derrick Rose talked about it yesterday where he said... Uh, He's been playing basketball in a very negative place recently. He said he felt like he was playing out of revenge. He was he felt he felt like he was playing to prove people wrong. Where now he feels like he's in an opportunity where he can play from a place where he feels comfortable with, and where it's not about like I'm going to prove my haters wrong. It's I'm going to prove the people who believed in me right. So I think I think that alone shows at least somewhat of a change and somewhat of a. a I would agree. That's a good that statement. That's a good statement. I'm I'm I'd be interested to go back and find his statements when he first got to Chicago, when he first got to New York, and see if there pretty similar or if they're along the same lines guys always say the right thing when when, when they're new it's when you get a man and I want Derek Rose to be really good I do but I I do worry that there's potential there Teams got diversity. Teams got depth. Um, you just have to look at it. And of course, could good things go wrong when it comes to injuries, when it comes to attitudes, when it comes to egos? Of course they could. But as of right now, I feel very confident about the Cavaliers team that we're rolling forward with. I can't wait to get that season started. We have a pair of tickets for the Haunted Laboratory. Let's pass those out right now. We'll take caller 10 1 800 
243-7625 on those. And Fantone, we've been doing it all morning, an audio tribute to the one and only Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty losing his life yesterday at 66 years old. I will play you my favorite Tom Petty track ever next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Still another family four-pack of tickets for the WWE. That will be 9.30s when we pass those out in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. Which, by the way, you're getting new Kesha, new Blake Shelton, and also a uh, new A Day to Remember. All part of that. I'm excited to hear all of those, dude. Uh, number one, I've heard the Kesha song, and I know it's going to speak to your heart. I know you. Oh, no. uh, oh dude, it's a it's a tearjerker. It's pulling on those heartstrings. Stansberry, he's going to be real quiet for a little bit. Just I don't real know. Quiet, like we said this last week with when we had Macklemore and Kesha. Like they did a like a combo song duet there, and I was like. I liked Kesha when she was like a drug taking, like I'm gonna like sleep with a sugar daddy twice my age. Like I like that kind of stuff. Like uh, I don't know if I'm gonna like her like in this new thing. She has matured as a human. She is. Uh, well, she has her right to do. It's just I'm just not sure I'm gonna like it. She has dropped the money sign out of the middle of her oh, name. Come on, it's no longer K E money sign H A. It's Kesha. Like, dude, that's what made her great. Is that her songs came off so slutty that you thought, well, maybe if I run in her, she'll bang me. Like she used to run around with. Mickey Avalon and all those guys. Like she was like for real. Like she was like a one of those. I think it's fair to say you could probably say the same thing about your boys right here. Stansberry and Fantone. Early 20s out there just drugging and whoring it up. Look at us now. Mature pillars of the community we are. Right? <laughs> you speak for you. You know what I mean? Like I don't I'm not, you know, that's not no, you don't. Phantom doesn't speak for me. This song is uh, it's it's kind of one of the uh, responses to uh, the sexual assault that um, she has she has talked about in the past. So I uh, I think you'll uh, I think you'll like it, dude. I do. All right, all right. Well, dude, you're gonna hate. I'll name the dogs by Blake Shelton. <laughs> you're gonna hate it. I really am excited to hear it, though, dude. I know you've talked about it and said how crappy it is, uh, but it, it 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 it's gonna make me laugh. I bet. I hate Blake Shelton. I'll be honest with you. Like he's had like a song or two that right. I liked, and I thought like Austin was a pretty decent song, but that was twenty years ago. I right think now, like he, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Blake Shelton. I'm I, a celebrity. I, I, yeah, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blake. Um, but like I find like when people bag on Bro Country, yeah. like I get why people say to me they don't like Blake Shelton. Like I totally get it. And yeah, we. <laughs> Our Eskimo brothers, Mike Shelton and I, we shared a. Oh yeah, forgot not in the same night, I but about a that. woman that I have have, have have that I've been sexually active with did uh, perform some sexual activities on Blake Shelton, and she Jeez. claims she claims walking away from it that he might have been gay. She was like, he didn't seem all that into it. And she's hot. And, like, if she was doing this to you, you should be into well, it. Well, you know, you got all the boys around here. Um, and who knows, though, dude? I mean, she's probably had so many hot chicks where it's like, dude, what? So now that I'm not super into you, it's all of a sudden I'm gay? I'm just saying. Like, if you can't. Like, dude. All right. His penis was kneeling during her anthem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I'm just telling you, as a guy who's been there, dude, you stand. <laughs> I'm telling you, you stand. I don't know. Maybe he's having an off night, I guess. I don't know. It could have happened. She could also be lying to me about the whole situation, trying to make myself feel better about, you know, the Pizza Hut, you know, <laughs> bitch boy out there. I don't know. So we'll play you that. All right. Phantom found me some math here. And this is interesting. 
is there's a new poll out that says a lot of you are going to stop watching the NFL. Okay. Going to continue to stop watching the NFL. So Sunday night's game, week to week, had a 5% drop-off in viewership. That's from last week till this week? Yes. Okay, so 5% Sunday to Sunday. Now, matchups are going to matter in this, right? Blowouts and and, and what's happening, what else is happening in the entertainment world, all that's going to factor in. Year to year, there was a 2% decrease in viewership from Sunday to Sunday, from year to year. So week four to week four, Sunday night's game to Sunday night's game. And that's how... uh, Now, I'm not sure if this is going to be enough of a drop-off for the NFL to care. When your audience is this big... Now, if if my boss came to me and said, dude, over the last month, you've lost 5% of your listenership, we would have to worry about that. Yeah. I think the NFL has to worry about it, too. We're not going to rethink the wheel, but we would address it. But the thing thing that you have to consider there is that, like, if we dropped 5% of our listening audience... We would still be the number one show in the city. The NFL is still the number one product on television. That's so it's true. like, yeah, you've got a dip when it comes to like uh, share. Now, but what it's I not necessarily ranker. But see, I would care. Now this now the NFL is going a completely different business, more profitable, more powerful, all of that, right? The notice Roger Goodell only has the one job. I got three of them, right? Roger Goodell's got one job, right? So they're more powerful, more profitable, and that whole thing. But you can't wait until you're third place before you start worrying about it. You got to worry about it. Right? Like I Now, that's how I would do it. I mean, now, at the end of the day, essentially what you're saying is we have 98, 95 to 98% of the audience that we did last year. It, don't get me wrong. You do in the moment want to fix that. But if you're the NFL, I'm looking at this and saying, dude, we are in the... We are in the eye of the storm right now. Things aren't going to get any worse than this. This is this is ground zero of this of this anthem protest. It'll lose this, steam before it gains right. it. Right. And by the time Christmas comes around, by the time 2018 comes around, by the time next season comes around, dude, people aren't going to care anymore. It's not going to be nearly as hot as it once was. We'll be talking about something else. Most of these dudes aren't going to be kneeling anymore. So, like... Why, why? I'm not that worried about it. If anything, I'm encouraged by these numbers if I'm the NFL. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been more. Right. I would have thought it would have been more. Considering the, the bitching and moaning that people have done, considering the, 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 the snowflake behavior that people have exhibited. Well, again, the media makes you feel like this is the biggest thing in people's lives, and it's not. As a matter of fact, we, so I was at the game Sunday, right? I was at Brown Stadium, and I it was with my buddy Dustin. A little Browns action right there. And... The Cincinnati Bengals drafted that kid from Oklahoma yeah. who punched that girl. There was videos all over the internet about it. He dropped in the draft because of it. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is yep. his name. Right. And Mixon was running up and down the sidelines. Had a pretty good game from the eyeball test. I don't know what his stats were, but looking at it, sitting right in front of it, it looked like he was having a hell of a game. Better than Isaiah Crowell, for and sure. I turned for to my sure. buddy Dustin and I said, you realize in any other year, Joe Mixon is one of the biggest stories in the NFL. Like, this kid got totally lucky in all this. Like, he punched a woman, knocked her out. He running up and down the sidelines. Not a, Dude, nobody mentioned that story pre-game, post-game, nothing. Where he had a hell of a game. Nobody mentions it because it's not the anthem. There are certain guys in the NFL that lucked out in all of this. Yeah. Now, I think it's worth noting that uh, arrests in the NFL... 
are less than arrests in general public. Like I know people are always like, oh, it's just a bunch of felons and a bunch of a bunch of you know thugs out there. You're less likely to be arrested as an NFL player than you are as an average man of that age group. You sure. just are. But it, it, you, 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 you draw these lines. He wasn't in the NFL when he got arrested. Right. Though. I mean, but you draw these lines. But even as like somebody convicted, somebody convicted of something, somebody that has that criminal record as a felon or whatever. But we draw these lines, and it's like, well, this is where it is. And it's like, well, where was this line for domestic violence? Where was this line for Michael Vick? Where was this line? If if, if this is your stance, is I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore, you should have drawn that stance years ago. Years ago. So I watched a documentary about the scab season, and dudes were showing up in the back of pickup trucks with 30-06 shotguns. Players. Offensive linemen in the bed of pickup trucks with shotguns rolling up to the stadium to threaten scabs. Oh, dude, you got Marshawn Lynch with a shotgun? Bro. 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 The world shuts Good down. God, dude. Marshall. Twitter's telling me, um, we all want to know how you measure up next to Blake Shelton. Ew. Well, then, honestly, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think you might be gay, dude. Like, for real? Like, dog versus dog. Whip them both out, boys. <laughs> I don't. I don't care to know that. I don't. I don't. I don't care to know that at all. And what a weird thing to obsess about while I'm telling you that story. I wish, honestly, for all the people I'm probably linked to sexually, Blake Shelton's probably my least favorite, though. Like, that's probably my. Yeah, I don't want to think about that anymore. Too. I'm a little bummed out by that. So you'll hear Blake's new song. Uh, I'll name the dogs. That'll be second out for New Tour Tuesday, which we will start. Next on Rock 106.9. It's just a big bowl of mac and cheese, and I'll steal that. We, we all know how that works. <laughs> like I, uh, And so I've just always have really loved it. He was a great songwriter, I feel like. Um, they always had a really big uh, like theory on their songs that they made, and uh, Mike Campbell, his guitar player, always said it best. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. And Tom Petty was never about like, look how like what an artist I am. He was just like, plug in, play. Here's some great songs. Yeah, here's a bunch of really good music. And there is something about that where it's not so complex. It's not so like you don't have to because I mean, uh, Tom Petty. You know, and I, I I kind of look at the music as I look at what you like. It's not in particularly aggressive. It's nope. not in particularly complex. It's nope. not in particularly like black sounding. And Stansberry does love a good urban record. He does. Yes, I do. So it's just you know it, to. To me, it was always just kind of like, well, dude, it's a testament to how great the guy is when he's on the top of your list there. If you look at my, I always say my three favorite artists, Kiss, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. What is it? It's all short, it's all good, and it's all filled with hook. It's all hook. And it's all, you know what I mean, melody and that kind of stuff. And I like Hook. I, I just like it. I think it's one of the things that drew me to the radio as a kid. I think most people do. I mean, you know, there's some people out there who are like, no, man, I only listen to Dragon Force for the guitar solos. And it's like, shut up, dude. Just, you're right. Get to the chorus and, and, and make it. There's a place for that. Right. Like, you know, there's a total place for that. And I like a lot of that kind of stuff, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Iron Maiden, a big fan of that band. And they're a little bit more about their artistry. And here's this solo. And here's this. But, like, Tom Petty just made great songs and like i always say there's no moment that his greatest hits won't work for playing cards with your buddies put it on playing golf do it you know on the boat drinking fine whatever it is that greatest hits record will get it done i can't wait for the tom petty covers album i feel like that's going to be coming down the pipeline pretty soon more and more artists are going to want to like hey put my stamp on tom petty. i would agree and i feel like his songs always would just lend itself well into like metal music i've always been surprised that that isn't more of a thing like running down a dream dude that just Ooh. if you crunch those guitars down and you scream over top of that dude it's a metal song oh in a i pop, like it in a pop fashion 
stash in there. Now, I will tell you, I was one of the few people, and I like this artist too, but I was one of the few people that hated John Mayer's version of Free Fallen. Like I, okay. uh, like, I didn't really like John Mayer's version. And I like John Mayer. But some, and I like covers a lot. Sometimes, you know what I mean? But I have always said about covers, do it exactly the same or make it very, very different. Don't just kind of mess with it. You know what I mean? If you're going to do something, pay complete homage or take it all the way in your direction. We are going to start New Tour Tuesday now, and we're going to start with Kesha. And I have not heard this yet, but Phantom was like, dude, I think you might like this song. It's a ballad, right? This is a little slower. Oh, she slows things down. And honestly, I'm pretty impressed with the voice that she has. Like you like you said, you know, it's more mostly just party records in her past, but this song really shows off her vocal. Well, chops. I remember last week we said that with Macklemore. We're like, wow, dude, she can actually sing a little bit better than we what we thought. And so maybe I will like this. This is new Kesha. It's called Praying. had me fooled Told me that I was nothing without you See, you're right. She's got a good voice and mm-hmm. I would have ne- much like I said during the Macklemore song last week. I would have never known this was her ever. Oh, after everything you've done I can thank you for how strong I have become. This song is... Is it about Dr. Luke? It's about Dr. Luke. The, the guy that raped her, right? Yeah, that the, she says raped her? It, it was He was her producer for a long time, kind of the right. person who put her on the map when it came to music and used that power over her to you know, sexually assault her and, and do other things. So Which she claims, I guess, happens a lot in the music business. I wouldn't be surprised. I, you know what I mean? Like I, nah. I, I, I can't say that that would be I mean, outside. the record business is a shady business. Right. I mean, it's... It, it, it is. It's, it's shady. It's, it's the world of entertainment, so things like that happen. So, like, this very much song I, I always kind of felt like is going directly towards him so it just puts it in a different filter when you listen through which that. Which probably means this is very close to her which is yeah. probably why it's good. I can thank you for how strong I have become Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all the truth I could tell I'll just say this is I wish you farewell I hope you're somewhere praying Praying I hope your soul is changing New Kesha. No more monsters. I can breathe again. Mm. And you said that I was done. Well, you were wrong, and now the best is yet to come. She can't sing a little.
like that. I would have done that a little sooner in this song. Just makes the record sound bigger to me. To, to wish that the person who wronged you could better themselves to be a better person in a song, I got to give her a little credit there. Like that's that's a hard thing to be to do as a human being. I would have expected a much more angst-ridden record about this issue out of Kesha. This is a turn your cheek record, and I wouldn't have guessed that. There's new Kesha. Her new song is called Praying on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. There, fans, don't give me the vote. Not a turd. Yeah, you kind of hit it. And if 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 you're not familiar with the story, like we said at the beginning, um, the producer that she was working with throughout her career, um, it ended up in court that she was raped and you know sexual abuse had happened throughout you know a lot of her recording process. And to come out and to, you know, at its best, music really is supposed to be like your feelings and, and right. something inside of you that you have to let go. Um, to come out and put out a record like that and to put out a message like that and, and to sound really good while doing it, it's not a turd in my book. Um, I will say that had I not known the story, that that song does not make me feel emotion. Like only because I knew what she was saying that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool for her to do that. But I, having listening to the song, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have pulled emotion out of me like that. And I think even though she's a great singer, she's a little far outside of her lane. And I thought the song was very ho hum at best. I'm going to vote turd on the new cast. It's a turd. Yeah, I didn't, I, I just, that was more. Eh, to me than it was like, wow, is that really good and powerful? Um, I feel for her, but I didn't feel the power coming through the record. New Blake Shelton, I'll Name the Dogs, and WWE tickets all next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for Wakem Subaru. October is Subaru Loves Pets Month. To celebrate, Wakem Subaru is making a commitment to pets and animal rescues, and they're asking for you to help out too. Visit Wakem Subaru all month long for a donation drive with the Second Chance for Animals, a local pet rescue. Wakem Subaru will be collecting much-needed items for Second Chance, including dog food, cat food, cat litter, blankets, collars, leashes, cleaning supplies, and gift cards to local pet stores. Drop off your supplies at Wakem Subaru now through October 31st. All donations go directly to Second Chance for Animals. Also, if you're looking for a new cat or dog, make sure you visit the pet adoption event at Wakem Subaru. It takes place on October the 21st. Second Chance for Animals will have dogs and cats available for on-site adoptions that day. Plus, if you buy a new Subaru this month from Wakem, a portion of the sale will be donated directly to Second Chance for Animals. That includes the Forester, Outback, Legacy, Impreza, Crosstrek, and WRX. 
all available this month at Wakeham with zero money down and all come with all-wheel drive. That'll be important here as winter starts to approach. In the last 10 years, Subaru has donated nearly $14 million to animal rescues. All month long at Wakeham Subaru, it's Subaru Loves Pets Month. Find out more at Wakeham.com. Wait, buddy. It's high time, I tell you, no more messing around. Time to lay these cards on the table and just throw it on out. I'm talking you and me with the same street name, same last name, same everything. It's a real thing, a half-feel thing, so I'm going to go on and take a swing. You find a spot and I'll find the money. Like this is any different than the normal bro country song of the week, right? I mean, I feel like it's any worse. I, mean, I just, dude, Blake Shelton, for some reason, all I see every time I hear a Blake Shelton song is a big block of Velveeta melting. It's just <laughs> like, it's like, God damn it. It's like, dude, you're the country Western warrant for Christ's sakes. God damn it, winger. Get is, it together. Is that commonplace? Is that like what happens? Is is women name the babies and men name the dogs? Is that I don't like, know. okay, I didn't know if that was some part of country like down in the hall or that I just didn't know what Dude, it was. what are you going to ask me next? Who takes the <laughs> wheels off the double wide? I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answers to that. You song out there with the crickets and the frogs. You name the babies and I name the dogs. Like, don't you want to have a little input on what your kids name? Right, right, right. Like, give me a little input on that. And I think she deserves to have a say with what the dog's name's going to be, dude. If it's Blake Shelton, he's going to name the dog Dipper. It's going to name the other one Kick the Dust Up one time. Come out. Oh, Dipper and Spittoon would be good names for dogs. In the driveway. I'll park my truck in the grass. I'll put a little swing on the front porch. If you put a little tea in my glass. Watch the sunset from a gravel road. Kiss me in the kitchen on your tippy toes. Still loving on you when the rooster crows. Watching way more than the garden I want to live this country life that they do, dude. It, that's do. why people like you. You get that, right? Is that that's why people do like it? Is that you're, what you're doing? Is you're setting up an Ansel Adams picture in your mind of like how great it would be to live in the middle of effing nowhere. On the flip side of that, I want to live the rap lifestyle too. I do. I'm like, dude, you know what? I do need more guns and bitches. That's totally what I need. But you're right, man. More guns and 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 and, and you know swings on the front yeah, porch. Man, like, I need that too. If I could have fat. Like bottomed video hose on the gravel road. Right, just twerking it out, dude. Yeah. Dude, twerking in the bed of a pickup truck does sound like <laughs> your boy will be like, do this guy what I want. This is exactly what I want. I don't know, Blake. You're pretty, pretty. I mean, you're kind of pretty. Guitar. We're gonna pick the guitar. He's not a good singer, and you don't really need to be in country. No, he's music, not a good singer at all. But he sounds like authentic, authentic. so yeah. that's kind of what matters. Next to you. 
every night. I can't believe that guy. That guy was a judge on The Voice. Yeah, that's always been something that's made me scratch my head, too. Now, I get it, and I think Luke Bryan's doing American Idol or something, oh. and he's an atrocious singer. Cannot dude. sing a lick. He's a terrible singer, but, it, dude, it goes to show, and we've, we brought this up about Vince Neil before, where it's like... Can't you, sing a lick. You don't have to be a good singer to no. be a good front man. You, just you really don't. don't. No, it, it is. It's crazy. You would think so, but you don't. <laughs> There's always another one coming around the corner, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. If I'm sitting there and crickets and frogs are part of my, part of that, I might be like, dude, let's go inside. What are we doing out here? I mean, dude, like our mortgage is like 1100 bucks. Like, what are we doing out here? Name the dogs. Oh my god. <laughs> it's new Blake Shelton. I'll name the dogs on New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Casino. Fanto, give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turn. Not a good song. I don't want anyone thinking walking away from this thinking that I liked that song because it was not a it was not Fantone approved, but that's gonna be a hit record, bro. Like that is exactly the sound that they're looking for on country radio stations. It's wallpaper, it's it's non-offensive, it's got that little bit like you said of just like painting that Norman Rockwell picture yeah. of like that's what I'm looking for. So I gotta say that's got like I'm gonna say half a turd. I uh, I hate to admit it, but yeah, I agree with you. I yeah. think it's half a turd. He already had a hit with the exact same song. Yeah. It was called Honey Bee, and it was like, "I'll be this, you'll be that, I'll be this, you'll be that," and it was the exact same song, and it was a smash hit. So I feel like he's probably got a hit on his hands, but I don't really care for it. I do this, you do that, right. I do this. Yeah, dude, it's paint by numbers, and it's gonna work. Oh, God, Blake Shelton's just the worst. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Uh, we'll pass out those WWE <laughs> tickets and give you a uh, new A Day to Remember next on Rock 106. Eight hours we spent that helped me up from down. I think A Day to Remember does a good job of combining like pop punk and metal. It's a hard line to uh-huh. travel. I don't know if this song's going to be the best representation of it, but... You're just like me When I'm white, you're raised We are better Name it, better When I had a place That I could call my own We spent most days Counting the ways we like it through And the face that was stupid Now all those kids say You're a little bit right, though. Like, this reminds me of one of my ex-girlfriends who was, like, into all that. Like, MXPX and, like, Yellow Card and, like, all that. She loved all that stuff. I really like that. Everybody in the crowded room, put your hands up high, sing it out of tune. I like that. Anytime you use like 
like pop culture references in your song, you're kind of like shelving it in a five year window. Oh, of course. But that's me nitpicking their art versus like whether or not this is a good song. So that's a little too nitpicky. This song is definitely more puby than the stuff that I've liked of theirs in the past. Yeah, that is true. I'm not afraid of anything. Here's to the future. It was nice that I knew you. Go find something that makes you feel complete. Till next time we made. See, these bands are weird, though, because it's like, where do you put them? Like, they're good, they're talented, but it's like, you're not rock. So putting them on rock stations is a little not right. Um, they're definitely not the right sound for rock radio. There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's a little Blink 182e, and it's like, well, you could, you know, uh, you got to wait until it's like massively there. popular, and then you put it on the Mize of the world. And I, this is far too aggressive for anything like that. Yeah, like, I would not, agree. You're not now, get this on a ten pop, years from now, it'll be there. You're but, not going to get this on a pop radio station. No. So. And usually. Like right there would be like breakdown into screaming, and it's like that. That's what they do, right? That, that has not hit yet, so I don't know if it's I don't think they're doing the song, it. or if the the label was like, "Hey, dude, enough with the screaming. Let's make it. some money, right?" Two albums ago, this would all be like right. They were great. Well, great to stretch. They were good. Trust me, I've been there. There's new a day to remember. The song is We Got This on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino fans. Don't give me the vote there. But. It's a turd. really disappointed in that, man. I, uh, I'm a day to remember fan. I've traditionally liked the things that they've done, but that just wasn't a good representation. And like I said, maybe that was a little bit of like, hey, the producer's like, dude, maybe we should sound a little less aggressive. Um, but that was one of my favorite things about them is they could take that pop punk sound of Blink-182 and then throw breakdowns and screaming on top of it. You take away the breakdowns and screaming, and all of a sudden you just sound like a bad Blink. 
Blink-182, so I'm going to say it's a turd. I'm going to vote not a turd on a new A Day to Remember there. I actually really like that song a lot. I thought the chorus was good. The rest of it's just okay, but that's what I'm looking for out of pop-punk bands is the the chorus there. Not a turd! I actually kind of dug that a little bit. I don't think it's a hit record, but I actually you know kind of dug it myself there. So we do have one more family four-pack of tickets for the WWE today. Let's take caller 30 at these uh, at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to the Canton Civic Center Saturday night to check out the WWE side from that. Done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.